Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, sucker? Grab a sandwich pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sandwich pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sandwich pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 217 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself. We have Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler, I am doing fantastic. Going after another work week. Pretty much like busting my ass, taking names, just kind of the usual stuff that I do. But other than that, I'm doing fucking fantastic. How are you? Oh, you know, man, just clanging and banging, clanging and banging, <laughs> as always. Uh, no, it's it's fun to be back. We uh, mentioned it uh, last week in a pre-recorded message that uh, we broke up a show from a couple weeks ago with Justin in the two parts. Give uh, Gables and I a, a week, a well-deserved, I think, week off from recording the show. Yeah, uh, I think there was uh, we released eight episodes in the month of uh, June. Oh. So, Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't do a time thing, but it's probably in the six-hour range or so of, of recording. So, um, figured, you know, well-deserved. Uh, we only get, really, a couple weeks off a year from recording. Like, usually, game of the year time, late December, early June, or early January, and then around E3. So, once every six months, so it kind of works out. But it's funny that, um, you know, we get that we get that week off or whatever, and I miss the show every single time. Like, that weekend comes, and I'm just like... Man, I kind of want to record right now. (laughs) I know. I literally had that moment last Saturday, too, where it's like, hey, uh, something just feels wrong. Yeah. I'm just missing, you know? It's like, oh, hey, I I don't have to record tonight. Let's see what's on the PlayStation. It's like, oh, yep, I got to play Wildlands again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's kind of a weird thing. It's just like, I love doing the show and everything. You know, we keep doing it. We love doing it. But it's like. You you know we get that week off like oh thank God we get like you know you were doing it every you know every weekend or whatever or every week it's just like ah oh, okay cool I don't have to edit a show on some of my Sunday editing a show or you know things like that and start working on a time for people to get together it's just like oh, yeah. oh one less thing to worry about this week and it's just like then the time comes it's like it's nine o'clock my you know we record nine o'clock usually about Saturdays my time Central time it's like oh, it's nine o'clock it's like ah ah. What the hell am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, it, it was uh, you know yeah, it was nice having the weekend off, uh, do other shit. Uh, but it's good to be back uh, doing the show. And normally when we take a week off in June, it's, it works out because there's like it's always after E3, and no news, no games coming out. But this year has been a it, it, 2017 has thrown all the rules. Of gaming out the window, uh, yeah, yeah, not so much on the on the news front. There's a couple of big things that were, that have been um, happening over the last couple of weeks, but uh, surprisingly so too. Yeah, uh, but as far you know, especially post E3, usually you just you know nothing. It's just kind of usually that late June and most of July is just like nothing for video games. Uh, 
game uh, video game releases and news wise but uh we've got we got a couple of big games coming out in the past couple weeks uh i think we should just jump on into that if you're ready oh, yeah yeah right. i'm ready cool um so big thing i think we'll just start off you want to just talk about arms right off the bat yeah let's okay. start it off with uh <laughs> let's start it up like just <laughs> with arms blazing yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but uh yeah so it came out actually uh the i think the day we so we recorded i think the last time we recorded was like june 17th and yep. it came out on the 16th so it had been out 24 hours when we recorded and it was actually kind of cool justin came over that day and when we recorded he actually uh we played uh we played against each other a bunch played online a lot um but it was actually kind of cool thing we did uh justin set up his switch uh and put it on the table and he played uh with the most with the uh what the fucking thing is called the, not the, the joy cons joy cons thank you um he played with those things and he put he put the switch on my table and I was playing on my TV, which is really stupid. Uh, but uh, it's, you know, I have a 60-inch TV right here, and he's playing on his little Switch handheld. Um, <laughs> so we played a bunch that way, and uh, kind of a cool thing we realized that you can do is actually so like you go into like a party mode where you just join a random lobby and you just play random game modes. Yeah, uh, you can actually join friends. Like, you can go on and look up friends and see who you see if your friends are online playing Arms, and if they're in a lobby, you can just join that lobby. Oh shit. Yeah, so it's kind of a cool thing that they have there. I thought uh, uh, before we jump, you know, like before we talk about the gameplay and all that stuff. I thought it was kind of a cool thing, cool experience when Justin and I realized that. And he actually, I played it. Uh, I think last weekend I was playing it for a little bit online, just hopping and playing a few matches. And Justin just randomly hopped into into the lobby. Uh, we didn't get to face each other at all, unfortunately, but we did play. Uh, it was kind of cool just playing in the lobby and seeing how everybody's, see how he's doing, see how I'm doing. Right. Um, but jumping into the main gameplay portion of it. Uh, it's kind of more it's what we thought we talked about a few weeks ago uh, about a month ago actually with test punch uh a few more characters than what was in the uh, test punch uh, a few new maps um but for the most part the gameplay is about the same uh i mean there's a grand prix mode they can go in and jump into you go through 10 rounds uh you can put on there's difficulty levels one through seven uh if you beat rank four or higher you can actually jump in and do ranked mode um where you play like the best of the best people for um online and it's single battle uh single best of best of three um battles there's no 2v2 nothing like that it's just all one-on-one mono on mono and i don't think there's any like uh, potions that come out or anything like that i think it's just a straight up fight um but um yeah then there's like you know there's the uh the 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 party mode which is like the online portion where you just get into random random matches you can do 2v2 1v1 triple threats uh fatal four ways or whatever kind of like what we talked about with the test with the test punch uh and then there's like this one thing where the way you unlock uh arms for your characters uh i can't remember what it's called but you you earn coins the more you play for if you more you win you get more like if you beat somebody online you get three coins if you lose yeah every time you lose you get at least a coin um so the minimum you get every time you play a match is one coin and um you can earn coins and you can use those to get into like a, a target mode and you go through and you can hit targets, get a high score. And then throughout the game, you can hit, like, you punch, you swing, you try to punch, like, gift boxes and you unlock arms that way. So it's kind of the main, kind of the main thing you do in arms. Uh, but the, obviously the key thing is the gameplay. I'm, I'm kind of curious, a couple weeks out, um, you, I think we liked it quite a bit uh, initially with the test punch. But are you still liking it um, now that you get the full game in your hand, in your arms? Yes, I actually feel that the game is good. 
I feel that the gameplay is good in terms of what I felt that it was going to be. I do like the fast-paced nature of it. I do like the different characters, the personalities, the different types of uh, quote-unquote arms that they are presented with. But uh, what I really enjoyed the most was just mixing and matching like specific type of strategies with the different types of arms. Because before you even enter into a match, you gotta you can actually have the chance to look at your opponent and see what they are equipping for that match inside Grand Prix and stuff like that. So I've used that quite a few times to just switch up a few things in case a one round just didn't work for me, like going all heavy and certain like that. But what I've discovered there's diff there's like a couple different types of uh, types of arms. You have the standard punch, you know, the standard like uh, boxing gloves. You have sort of like a spread missile. There are some that do homing things and stuff. And yep. uh, then you have the heavy type of like... Uh, you have the heavy type of arms and stuff that basically negate... Like just... You, they pretty much negate like sort of like regular punches and this and that in order to focus more on a close combat sort of way. Yeah, because what you can... Uh, kind of a thing you can do in the game is like... You can... Someone throw... Like tries to hit you. You can actually block their punch with your punch. Yep. And if you have like... Uh, if you're a big heavy guy and you're fighting like a smaller person or they have a th smaller gloves, if you have, uh, you can actually, if say you're a bigger guy and you swing and they have a, and you're, uh, you're fighting a smaller person, you can, they'll try to block your punch, but you can actually power through it and hit them still or still swing. Um, yep. and if you're, you know, if you're a bigger, you know, and vice versa. So it's a kind of a cool like strategy you can do. And if you're both kind of like same uh, level, you can just, you just basically just counteract their punch. Yeah, what I've also liked about the game arms is it does have a different types of uh, variations when you go through the Grand Prix mode. You could be doing like a regular match. You could be transported into a, a mini game, say, where like volleyball or basketball, you know, stuff like that. I mean, skill I like, shot. Yeah, the skill shot things and stuff. I like the breaking up of monotony and stuff. But there's one thing that really kind of, like, rings true, especially when you get towards the end portions of the game, which, you know what, it's a fighting game. Those of you who probably haven't played ARMS that are listening to this, yeah, you'll you'll find this out eventually, though. But uh, especially if, when you face off against uh, the character Headlock, which, <laughs> which it's, it, let's just say the difficulty range ranges from, okay, hey, this is manageable, to, oh my god, why the hell is this such a high spike? yeah. So what ARMS likes to do, it likes to play akin to some of the classic fighting games from back in the 90s, or even some parts of the early 2000s, where this is kind of like Capcom-level shit of difficulty, where basically you could be doing great in sort of an arcade mode, but then you come across an overpowered boss character, and it takes you around an hour or two if you... It just depends upon what skill that you have in order to really defeat the last boss. I mean, it's highly possible that the first time through you probably could beat Headlock, like, no problem, you know? But for somebody who's just, like, experimenting with the game and are trying to get used to controls, if you if you actually go through the standard level, which they highly are suggesting that 4 be the standard in order to go through the game of ARMS, the difficulty goes from, oh, okay, this is manageable, hey, there's a learning curve here, to oh, okay, I am probably going to be quitting this game after the first playthrough <laughs> because of how stupidly, like, uh, overpowered the character is. 
So to put into perspective, the reasoning why I feel that Headlock is an overpowered character, one, he gains access to about six arms, right? Yep. So all of them can be equipped with uh, Max Brass's sort of like moveset. Because, for one, Headlock's that type of character and stuff where he literally is a robot that latches onto head of a fighter and stuff and he gains access to their their arm moves and this and that. So he has... Like, I kid you not, like, eight arms or something, you could switch between Max Brass's skill set, which is a regular punch, mallets, this, that, and stuff. So, I ended up playing through my first playthrough of Spring Man. You know, everything was going alright, you know, yeah, I was losing some matches, it was a bit, it was okay, it wasn't, like, bad. It's basically normal difficulty I was going through. Then I hit off against Headlock, and it took me, I kid you not, around a half an hour to possibly, like, 45 minutes in order to try to beat him you know i was getting frustrated to the point where it's like why the fuck i'm doing everything possible i am blocking punches i'm throwing different types of variations and stuff i basically felt like i got lucky beating him <laughs> and i kind of figured you kind of had the same type of uh difficulties tyler yeah like i i went through so i went straight off like when i first got the thing i'm like Okay, level four is the, the the medium levels, normal, whatever. I'll hop right into that and barely got to like round three or four. It was a struggle. So like, all right, well I need to take a step back. So I went back. I beat level one, which is boring. It's like playing fifty CC on Mario Kart. Boring. Yep. It's just like you're just in first place. There's no real challenge. Uh, I think I there's a few matches where I didn't get hit at all. And what for level one? Yeah. Uh, it's just wow. Like you can just you just jump and grab and you just do that over again for ten rounds and it's over. Um, level two, a little harder, but for the most part, I don't think I lost a round. I got hit a few times, but no, no real threat, no, no real, um, threat. And then level three, I think I, I might've lost a round or two. Um, but I, you know, for the most part, I, I, I went through that one. Level four, I, I actually, I kind of the same thing where like I lost a few rounds here and there. Uh, but it was definitely, every fight was definitely a challenge. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Like I, I went through, I, you know, I beat them all. And getting the headlock, it was just like a whole different thing. Like beating, um, uh, was it what was it? What's the guy? Max something. From Max around? Brass. Yeah, Max Brass. He's the mayor, or whatever the fuck he is. Um, yeah, I beat him at the end, and it wasn't really super tough. You know, a bit of a challenge. You gotta be smart about it, but you beat him. And you get in the headlock. Yeah, like he has yeah six arms. Uh, he has Max Brass's body, but with head, the headlock is you know it's a head. Then he takes control and he has, yeah, like I said, six arms. And then he has like uh, three, uh, two different uh, types of gloves. Uh, you know, like so on right, uh, his right side will have one, three different types of gloves, and his other side will have three different types of gloves. And uh, yeah, definitely a challenge. Like I, the first time I fought him, like it was me just kind of learning what to do, and he destroyed me. Like I barely, I didn't, yeah. I, didn't I didn't went around. I maybe beat him, got him halfway down uh, in one of those fights. And the second time got a little better, but yeah, he was still destroyed me. And then I think it took me like three or four tries to beat him. But yeah, I agree. Like it came down to like the third time I fought him, I think I actually won a round, but he still beat me. And then yep. the fourth one, like every single fight came down to like one or two punches. And yes, it, there was definitely a lot of luck involved uh, beating him. But yeah, it's definitely a, a big spike going from uh, Max Brass to him. To put it uh, in perspective, the way he does damage, he literally takes about a third of your health yeah. before you basically... You could take, like, maybe two, like, three punches from a max 
like head on or something like that before you are just defeated right then and there. And yeah. God, if you actually absorb his special or something like that, like say he actually gets his special off, that pretty much takes off the almost most of your life just from doing that shit. You know, you literally got to be on your game when you're facing off against Headlock. Yeah, but yeah, uh, like you said, yeah, he gets, he gets a good combo on you. Like, uh, you like unless you could just like bob and weave and get a, like a bunch of pop shots on him. Like, yeah, you ain't gonna recover from that. Like, it's just you got to have like the best fight of your life to like beat him and like dodge and like it's it's really what it is. Just like I'm playing, I played as Ribbon Girl, so she is she's fast but doesn't do a lot of power or doesn't right. have a lot of power behind her punches. So. It was just, um, uh, I think one of, actually, I think about it, one of the matches, no, no, there was no time limit, never mind, uh, but uh, online, there's a couple of matches that came down to the time limit, but um, fighting him, like, it was just, like, me jump, dive, hit him with a shot, do barely any damage, it was just that, and repeat itself for, uh, you know, 10 minutes until I finally won, you know, and he's right, still getting right. shots on me. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, my overall impression for the Grand Prix mode for ARMS, now having gone through it about... I Let's see, out of the ten fighters, I have gone through the Grand Prix mode eight times. Ooh. So with eight different characters, I only have two more left to do, which is I want to play as Kid Cobra and Helix. So what I will say is the Grand Prix is good enough to where I want to go back and continue. There have been fighting games in the past that I've played that have not been that fortunate. I keep thinking back to a game that I played on the N64, which was Fighter Dynasty 2. That one was terrible. I have played through, like, Clay Fighter 63 and a third, which it was a little bit better than that, but it wasn't that good. But what I'm saying is ARMS has a okay Grand Prix mode to where it's replayable. You can go through with different characters and try and stuff. But I will say this, in terms of a completionist stance, this will probably give you fucking nightmares. <laughs> I am not kidding you. If you go past level 4, the difficulty spikes will be challenging. I mean, not to the extent where, not to the extent and stuff where it's just like, oh, okay, eh, this is a little bit of a challenge, this will do this. No, I'm talking about you have to know your character in and out. And the payoff from what I've been looking and researching online, isn't exactly as rewarding as uh, what you may think for a game of this nature. Yeah. I personally have went through and I've watched a video on YouTube by, uh, the, you know, the there's a YouTuber by the name of uh, The Completionist, you know, mm -hmm. Gerard. Gerard is his name. And he goes through certain games, some games that are given to him by companies, other games that he has in his personal collection, he did one on ARMS about around a week or two ago, and uh, it kind of reflects some of the same sentiments that we are having right now. I mean, inside of it, from him actually 100% completing it, there actually is nothing you could possibly unlock in terms of going through not only on the highest difficulty level with each fighter, and that's exactly what he did. He gave, played that game, I kid you not, probably like over... 60 to 100 hours or something like Ooh, that. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, he unlocked all the arms for every character, but there is no extra bonus at the end for stuff like that. I would yeah. recommend, Tyler, if you want to, like, have some sort of little viewing or something, check out The Completionist yeah, I'll check like, that out, uh, sure. for uh, Gerard and stuff. He's done various other games, too. Like, he's recently done one for Crash Bandicoot, like oh, the, the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Okay. But the uh, this... 
Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. He, is he, he's pro Jared or pro Gerard or whatever it is, right? No, 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 different no, no, guy. no. It's a different guy. No, this okay. this is a different guy, but they okay. are a part. Both pro Jared and Gerard, the completionist, are a part of the same group, along with like Satchel Drake and stuff. Uh, part of Normal Boots. Okay. Yeah, but I, but I do agree. Like, it seems like like you. So you have to like I think I mentioned earlier. You have to uh, be a level four or higher to unlock yes. rank mode to play rank mode. If you, that's something you're interested in. And yes. there's really no benefit other than earning coins, which use the coins like I mentioned to do the target practice and unlock more arms for your characters. There's no benefit to doing anything higher than four, other than personal. There pride, is I not. I, I, like I, I beat one, two, three, and four and five that weekend. The first weekend it came out, and then I actually went screwed. I'll jump right to seven, and seven was is no joke. I think I got to like round. I got to the third or fourth uh, round of fighters, and then like just I gave up on it. But yeah, there's like that that and that's kind of like it's a great game. Like the the fighting is solid. They did a great job on that. Like I'm not gonna complain about the fighting really at all. Right. Like definitely the headlock portion is kind of uh, can be a pain in the ass. But overall, it's it feels good when you beat them. But um, really, there's if you're not gonna get big into the online portion and or in unlocking the arms and being the completionist, there's no real benefit or anything to do after that portion like after that part like i would there's an arcade there's an arcade mode you can do and you could play with your friends and stuff like that or you can just hop in lobbies and do party mode and play random matches online people and do rank mode if you're into that rank mode is pretty difficult um you're facing really good players at that point but yeah i don't there's nothing like to keep making you come back and play this game for hours on end go go ahead what you're saying gables okay that's actually also a part of the problem I've had with this game so far. Unless you're playing the pre, the you know the Grand Prix, unless you're unlocking different types of arms for the online component, which you know what I haven't even touched online playing with arms yet. I don't know how the game handles. I don't know if there's any lag issues or any types of things that normal fighting games have. But as it stands right now, this game I feel is bare when it comes to extra mm-hmm. content. The single player's there. You can play through all the different fighters, and if not for the personality and the differential fighters, I would not even give this game another go. I would probably would have traded it in the couple first couple days that I've had it, because if there's no content inside your game, this is if it was like a Street Fighter V level of bear, where you basically go through the character modes and stuff like that, and only spend like maybe five or ten minutes per character inside of a what was it like a 20 30 character roster or something like that yeah. i don't know i've never played street fighter 5 on ps4 but what i'm saying is content wise it kind of reminds me sort of the issues that people had with street fighter 5 the only difference is apparently people are enjoying the online portion a little bit more at launch with arms it, it's but not it, broken like street fighter 5 it's not was too. It, it's not broken like how street fighter 5 was at launch but uh how I feel overall with the game itself. I wish, personally, that this had more content of a single-player nature that would get me to go back after playing through with each character. This is a good first game inside the series, don't get me wrong, but if they come out with an ARMS 2, which is a good chance that that may happen, Mm -hmm. considering how popular this game has been at launch and also how Nintendo, as of late, is starting to delve more into the eSports side of things with Splatoon 2, which they 
are going to be advertising heavy come later on in July. I wish that when ARMS 2 does come out, it's a more robust single-player experience. So I would actually recommend anybody, if they own a Nintendo Switch, if they really want to give ARMS a go, wait until October or November. Wait for a price drop. Do not spend $60. This is not a game you're going to be getting $60 into unless you are a dedicated fighting fan and you are looking for something new and different. Or, you know, you got, like, people to play with consistently. I mean, yes. those, those are the key factors with this game. Yeah, I mean, it's something we talked about even before this game came out, like the Test Punch, and before the Test Punch was, that was biggest concern oh, for yeah. everybody. Was yeah, just of course. Content, and uh, it's true, like, the Street Fighter uh, Five is a good, you know, uh, example where, like, a lot, that was the biggest thing with people, and that game came out, on one hand, people would bash it because it came out and said, we're going to have these things, we're coming later. Um but I mean that game took a big hit because of that. Like there's bare bones, and this game is bare bones. And for the most part, outside of like they're having some free characters coming out later on uh, this year, a few of them. Uh, but there's no, there's nothing else coming out for this thing. This is kind of the most, for the most part, this is the game. Um, and I knew I had a pretty good feeling that was going to be it, it going into it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it feels like a Star Wars Battlefront situation where it's just like. They nail the gameplay portion, but there's not a lot to do out. You know, like yeah, the gameplay is really good, but you just kind of going to do the same thing over and over again. And that's a fighting game. I understand that, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like I love Injustice Two, but the story mode is what makes me love Injustice Two. And they had some really exactly. cool stuff with like the um, oh god, what was that called? But like uh, multiverse. They had yes. some really cool things you could do that to kind of keep coming back to it for single player. They 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 realized that. People like fighting games. They're popular, but they're not like they're not going to hit mainstream like they once did, like you know, fifteen, twenty years ago. No. Uh, and this is a way to you know, in uh, never another realm, found a really good way to like keep people coming back to it. They aren't big into like the online fighting, especially when that's kind of like the hardcore, the hardcore scene, uh, yes. where it's like it's not like you, it's not like you're playing eight v eight with your friends. You're playing one v one usually against a stranger. And for the most part, people play online are really good, and you get your ass whooped. Uh, what I what I, what I kind of feel, um, I'm sorry, Tyler. Sorry to interrupt, but right. here's the thing about fighting games for today. Me being a fan of fighting games for the past now what 10, 15 years or something like that. Games like Mortal Kombat Nine, I feel, have risen the standard of what to expect inside of a fighting game in terms of story mode. Mm-hmm. And in terms of immersiveness that you need inside of a modern a modern fighting game, the reasoning why that games like Injustice Two and Tekken Seven, which I'm hearing great things about Tekken Seven, the thing that came out around the same time as fucking <laughs> Arms as well, mm-hmm. and the fact that people are playing Injustice Two and Tekken Seven more than just say giving maybe a passing glance on Arms or something like that. Is because of how immersed people are inside that story mode. There's more than just a few hours worth of enjoyment and then just going on to something else. And the thing is, because of how expansive some of the the nature of the content is, that's how you're locking on gamers to have more than just a few hours of experience. Because mm-hmm. they want to get the most bang out of their buck. And if you give like about maybe a 40 to 60 hour experience to a gamer that actually is strapped for cash and they can only afford a few games a year, that's absolutely critical. For a game like ARMS, 
I feel that, yeah, from what the time I've put into this game, I feel it has been worth it because I am a fighting game fan. I love how different and quirky this new IP is, but if I was somebody, say, an average gamer that has bought a Switch and I'm looking for new content, you know, <laughs> if I bought ARMS and it only lasted me a few hours and stuff, I would be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Not, not because of, like, the gameplay-wise. I mean, don't get me wrong, ARMS' gameplay is fantastic. I love that gameplay. Content? I want a game that lasts me for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's the thing. I, I I think we've been we've been stressing. I think we mentioned it several times, and I want to stress again. Like the game is great. Like playing the game is super fun. Uh, it's just how fun is it? How how many times are you do you see yourself continuing to do this over and over again before you kind of hit that limit? And right. I'll, I'll go. I go back to it in a few days, and I'll play the grand prix mode, or I'll play a few matches, or I'll go online and play for twenty thirty minutes, and that's kind of like. The most for me it is because I I really play I like enjoying I enjoy playing that game but it's just like it's like uh, I go in and hop into it and it's like all right well I'm done two you know I played you know played five or six matches online I'm kind of good now and it's just like I kind of want to do something else now and that's I think the most yeah. this game's gonna be for me is like I'll pick it up here and there but it's kind of diff- this is not the kind of game you can just kind of yeah be a casual gamer about you can do a little bit party mode somewhat but uh, definitely people have been getting a lot better like that first weekend it came out like I was kicking people's ass um, right right and then i, I put you know played a lot that weekend and i didn't play for a couple of days and i jumped back into it and the tables have turned big time uh <laughs> especially with the rank mode like the rank mode i jumped up to damn near uh level three in that uh um, yeah like, every time you win you get up a little you you, you rank you, you earn like not really experience points but you have a bar that goes up and right. i jumped up to uh like probably one or two wins away from being rank three but every time you lose, you also lose. Uh, your bar goes down, and slowly my my bar went back down to uh, like the high level one area. So uh, uh, it's definitely gotten a lot tougher. Um, and it's like a lot of them aren't even close. Some of those matches online. So it's definitely it's not it's not a casual game you can really get into and want to you know play somewhat seriously online. Right, uh, right. You gotta kind of be all in on it. So that kind of sucks. It's like I said, like we keep saying, really great game. Just wish there was more things to do in it. Uh, especially, like whether it's more, I don't whether I don't even know if it's more game types. I really don't know what I want more from this game. Like, yeah, great single. Like, if there's a single player mode, that'd be kind of cool. Um, I know what I would like from this game personally. Okay. I would like the character backstories to be flushed out a little bit more. They're I coming like, later. They said. Well, I hope so. I <laughs> hope so. But, yeah, I, I basically want an equivalent to say how. Injustice has done its story mode to where I can switch off of different characters, have different yeah. types of activities, and just basically have that type of fighting game where, hey, I could spend some more time doing a couple like missions here and there and stuff, and just basically do a lot of quirky shit, you know? Ooh, but... yeah, that that I was just thinking, like, what's that um the mode in like uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee where it's just like a bunch of different like levels and like different things you do. The event uh, mode. Event mode, yeah, event mode. Like, something like that would be super cool. Like, they have the 1 oh, versus yeah, 100 no mode. Uh, that's all right. Like, um, But, yeah, if they have, like, an event mode like that, like, uh, 50 different type of things you can do, then that's something like that. Like, might not be – it's not a huge thing, but that would make a – you know, that would make something oh. to do after you be the Grand Prix mode, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? I kind of wish they had, like, a single-player aspect to uh, 
say, having a tournament mode where he had the different types of oh, match yeah. types, like tag yeah. team and, like, fucking yeah. uh, gauntlet and then maybe a battle royal, you know? That would have fleshed it out, too, now that I think about it. Yeah. Because you were basically doing a bunch of one-on-one matches. Why not have something a little bit more fire to it and then just add, like, a tag team single-player yeah. tournament? Or, Do- like, have, like, tag team championships and have, like, different types of other types of things. Yeah. Kind of yeah. model it after professional wrestling in that aspect, you know? Yeah, a, a Grand Prix two v two mode or something like that. Yeah, be, have its own really equivalent G cool. one. Yeah, yeah, it's a G one tournament of of of, uh, of arms. Yeah. Oh my god. I, yeah, that yeah, that actually sounds really cool. I would actually like to play like. I mean, I don't know, like grand scheme of things, are these going to make a, a huge world difference? Maybe not, but it's it's more than what we got now. Oh yeah. Uh, so any any content in this game, single player wise. I would help, and yeah, you know, we're we're a lot, you know, we're we're talking mostly bad about this game, but yeah, I keep saying it, it's really fun to play. I just wish I had a reason to play it more. So, I think that's kind of where I think we're gonna lie on it at, at the end of the day. I put like six, seven hours into it, and you know, I don't know how much more I'm gonna put into it other than that. But uh, I don't know how much time you put into it, but I imagine we're probably about the same. It's probably about the same, I yeah. think. Yeah, uh, but. Should we move on to what else we've been playing? Because we've been playing some other stuff the last couple weeks. Okay, well, let us let me go ahead and I'll just say one other game I've been playing. And okay. basically, it's a big one because I've been playing Ghost Recon Wildlands now for the past month. <laughs> and to be perfectly honest with you, it's like it, it's gotten, it has gotten to the point where I have played the game so much. The game has been enjoyable to the extent where I have earned the Platinum Trophy on it for PlayStation 4. And, yeah, that's the thing, man. I never do that for a game unless I liked the game to the extent where, hey, you know what? It's achievable. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to aim for it. So, what I basically did through my playthrough of Wildlands, I spent quote-unquote 65 hours, went through and I've completed 106 missions, I went through a whole bunch of random grinding. I got every single gun type. I unlocked every single gun part. I have went through to the extent where I have not only explored every single bit of that overworld map, I have also seen both endings to Ghost Recon Wildlands, which, hey, spoilers, there's a good and a bad ending based upon how much you've completed the game. (laughs) Something that they actually never tell you that, but uh, I end up finding it myself because here's the thing. I got, quote-unquote, the good ending by completing the game naturally at 100%. So when I actually looked up the other ending online, which, hey, I was going to do it anyway. There was no way I was going to repeat the fucking last mission. (laughs) But, uh, oh, well, let's just say, though, that it just kind of leaves more room for a sequel to this fucking game. Which, you know, there probably is going to be another Wildlands game, considering that it's been Ubisoft's top-selling game for the year, that and For Honor. And, uh, well, let's see. My time with Wildlands, I played about 16 hours worth of multiplayer with people, which basically includes one of my friends, who I was playing with her a bit in terms of her characters, completing missions, completing side missions and stuff. At one point, I encountered... Oh, my God... At one point, I was trying to, like, uh, extract a, like, one of the head, like, uh, guys for the influence 
portion of uh oh god i forgot the fucking criminal gang's name now santa blanca that's right this hmm. influence this this freaking like a church leader guy that whose name's like el cardinal or something like that and basically i had to repeat this mission about five to seven times because one of my teammates that was one of my friend's friends pretty much kept fucking up this one shot over and over again on top of the thing getting us noticed it's one of those missions where you have to stealthily sneak in to a certain part of the church manipulate you know this uh controller like uh you have to press a certain spot above where the cathedral is at just to try to didn't like cut off electricity or this and that and from that portion, he runs, gets into a vehicle, and has to go all the way, you know, you basically have to catch him while trying to navigate all these swarms of enemies and do this and do that, you know. It was not a fun mission, I'll just say that right now. But, uh, what I've liked about Wildlands through my, <laughs> I'm just going to say my 100% playthrough of the game, I've liked how many approaches I can take in terms of navigating and infiltrating certain places. I do feel that a lot of the missions repeat themselves. And I do think that collecting certain weapons and having certain customization options are a welcome addition. There is a lot to do in this game. You don't necessarily have to complete this game 100% in order to enjoy it. I, on the other hand, after going through the game for this long... I enjoyed it to the extent where, like I said before, I unlocked every gun, got through almost every type of paint stuff, but, uh, yeah, you know what, that final mission, and I, I'm gonna ask you this right now, Tyler, do you even have any remote interest in playing Wildlands? Uh, no. Okay, good, good. <laughs> so, for any of the listeners who are interested in playing Wildlands, or probably are gonna be playing, or Maybe you are, probably, you are playing it currently. Yeah, I kind of messed up a bit, but oh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. The last mission for Ghost Recon Wildlands involves you basically having to race to this head ca- ca- this, this head mansion thing of the, of the boss, El Sueño, who is the head leader of this drug lord, right? And so basically what I did is I took a helicopter with me to that checkpoint accidentally mind you <laughs> and so basically after i find out a little bit of bits after visiting with like uh with uh the lady that basically assigns me missions and stuff like that i had 10 minutes to go all the way while another faction turns on you right though the rebels that basically you've been helping the entire game pretty much turns on you and you have 10 minutes to go from that point all the way up to the cathedral so what did i do i basically broke the game by taking my helicopter flying all the way to that cathedral that that big old monument el sueño's headquarters that monument and i literally got hit with a mortar exactly (laughs) as i'm flying over and uh on my first time, the, the the helicopter landed in such a way, it landed me right to his front door, and I ended up finishing the mission. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Dude, after all the frustrating moments I've had with this game, literally failing missions because of bullshit, having helicopters slide to the fucking lake where I could not even access them, 
helicopter things like breaking in front of tree things that last glitch not not like a glitch it wasn't a glitch it was actually in-game thing where that happened it literally had me like <laughs> oh my fucking god that was awesome right there <laughs> and uh yeah you know what a lot of the missions in that game they were all right but uh if you ask me if I'm even remotely interested in playing the DLC content for Wildlands at all, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's not because the game is bad. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think it's a pretty good game. Not at $60. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I think the price that it's selling for online right now, about $40, is an adequate price point because it provides you with a lot of content. There's a lot of subsidiary side missions where you don't necessarily have to uh, com- go through if you don't if you really just want to go through the main game. Like other co-op games, like say Borderlands, Destiny, it is definitely the type of game where it benefits from you having a bunch of friends with you that know what they're doing. Because if you don't, if you're playing a single player thing by yourself, I mean, you're given like three other AI people in order to help you, but <laughs> there were literally times when my AI partners would get glitched to the extent where they couldn't come to me and revive me in time. And I'm like, oh, fucking God. That happened to me once. That happened to me once. And it it stuck with me, too, because every time that I would die, and I'll just put this, I'll just put it this way. You're not supposed to be a super soldier in this type of scenario. How this is supposed to be modeled after is a squad of four military guys where you're basically you're basically a little bit more vulnerable playing these type of games because it's supposed to be more elements of strategy, more elements of strategy stealth. You know, you're not supposed to be this huge, powerful like military dude just going doing this and doing that and stuff. So I kept dying routinely because <laughs> I would try to run and gun certain things because I would actually get kind of pissed off and like just do this and do that. Oh yeah, not yeah. the smartest thing, mind you, but. You know, just the natural response after, like, repeating certain missions for, like, an like hour or something yeah. like that. It's one of those things you got to put the game down because you're getting worse the more you play that part over again. Exactly. So, like I said, you know, I got a good solid month out of Wildlands. I enjoyed a lot of what I played, and I feel that it is a good game. I only would recommend this to people who love military games, that want something different to play with their friends, and honestly... I would not recommend it to anybody that likes. Yeah, that I would not recommend it to anybody who hates stealth games hmm. at all. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with the game, but my own personal experience, I don't do stealth too often. And even though I did get progressively better as I'm going through it, I got to the point where I just did not want to infiltrate missions, and I basically used my drone to scout out everything. And I was just basically shooting off mortars and doing a lot of different types of stuff. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like Watch Dogs, where it's like, at the beginning, you try to be stealthy and smart about it, and then you get so, you're, you're like, your uh, skill tree gets so souped up and your weapons get so uh, good that it's just like, yeah, I can just kind of do these things and yeah. take everybody out before I even walk in the door. Well, yeah, exactly. I love all those options in doing so, but in doing so, it makes the game easy it makes the game so easy to the extent where it starts to get kind of boring at the end mm-hmm. of it. Especially during the last resource missions where you basically had to do one of three things. Stop a convoy, steal a plane, or steal a helicopter. And basically, I had to do that in order to 
get enough resources to max out all of my inventory for each of one of my stats. I had about six stats, you know, six categories in order for me to fill out like tr- like branches, like for physical, for items, for drone stuff, for weapon stuff. And one of the last things that I actually tackled out early by mistake, I maxed out each and every rebel skill. So basically, inside that game, I had to go forth, complete some rebel missions, which would have me doing like one of five different types of missions in order to, you know, side missions in order to like increase how powerful I could like say summon a weapon, like like not a weapon, but I could summon a vehicle or something. I could summon a helicopter. But the bad part about it is it's just a transportation helicopter and there's no fucking guns on it at all. Meaning, if you had to try to avoid mortar fire or try to attack certain air vehicles, which, hey, you could possibly do that quite a few times while navigating in the air. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I basically got to a point where, hey, I would transport like transfer here and there, but every time I stole, like, say, a Unidad or, like, a Santa Blanca helicopter, I would just use the missile fire <laughs> and not just summon anything. But I would say this. The most annoying thing about Wildlands was trying to avoid mortar fire. I mean, Jesus Christ, mortar fire was... <laughs> mortar fire was probably one of the most common things I kept coming into. Every time I tried to go to a specific area, I end up discovering some silo or something like that that would be firing off mortars and stuff, and I would get hit routinely. I'm like, fuck! I'm trying to get this damn... I'm trying to get to another mission! I'm not even trying to even remotely fly over it! <laughs> I, got, I got creative and started getting lower to the ground, and that last mission where... I literally got hit by a fucking mortar as I'm going down to the monument. I'm like, oh my god, no, 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 no. <laughs> I literally had that moment, and all of a sudden, crashing the front door of Suenio was probably the fucking funniest thing I could possibly yeah. remember. It, it was like, it, hey, you balanced out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I say it's karma. It, all, it comes back in the end. <laughs> it worked out in your favor in the end. Well, you know what, man? At least I did have a fun time playing the game, and I had a lot of funny moments, like the the random YouTube videos I kept uploading to, uh, yeah. no, the PSN things I kept uploading to Facebook, where I literally kidnapped, like, about seven Santa Blanca, like, uh, killers and stuff, stuffed them in the vehicle, like, like <laughs> lit them up for fucking, like, C4, like, like, <laughs> like mines. That was funny as shit, I gotta admit. But, uh... Having the helicopters slide to and from this, and it's like, yeah. well, I'm just repeating myself, but yeah, that's basically all I've been playing. Yeah, that's cool though. I mean, it's glad it's glad to you know, it's always whoa, we got fireworks going on in my block right now, so they're still going on right now. So, oh yeah, they're still going. Well, they're definitely having a seven firework salute and stuff for my completion of Wildlands. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. In celebration of your platinum, you can't get any more American than that. Uh, shooting up fireworks for Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, that's cool, though. It's always fun. Well, goddamn, we're still going, huh? But <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, it's cool when you get sucked into a game like that. Uh, it's been a little while since, you know, I've, I've had that, you know, been a few months anyways, with, you know, Zelda Horizon Well, shit. yeah, of course, man. It's like, I I kid you not, I would have never thought I would have been getting into a game of that type. Yeah. Unless a friend wouldn't have, reckon, like, recommended me that, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's weird. 
And definitely for like you know you like we've been doing the show for over four years now. And it's like when you told me you were picking that game up, I'm like really, Wildlands? Okay. My uh, friend wanted to play with me, and she's like, "Hey, Gabe, get Wildlands and stuff. Let's play together." In which we did. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. That's cool though. I'm glad, I'm glad you you end up really liking it. Obviously, let's get the platinum uh, and yep. playing it for a month. Um, but uh, for me, I've just been playing kind of. I've been, I haven't gotten too like crazy with it. I haven't been playing. I haven't really got dedicated to anything for uh, game wise for uh, a little while now. I've been mainly just playing uh, Bulletstorm uh, Full Clip Edition, uh, yeah. and it was on sale. Like Best Buy had a sale, it was like fifteen bucks. So I went and just bought it. Um, really liked the game. I talked about it a while back when they first announced it. That uh, I was pretty excited about this game coming out. Uh, none of it, obviously, to buy it right away. It was like forty bucks when it launched, but I knew I was going to play it eventually. Uh, but it's game from Bullstorm is game from 2011. I want to say uh, mm-hmm. people uh, made by uh, the uh, people can fly. Uh, I think at the time they were kind of like a, a part of Epic uh, that made Gears of War. So they use it's it looks a lot of like uh, a Gears of War game, um, yeah. kind of like the characters do, kind of big oversized guys. Uh, gameplay, the the art style looks kind of like a combination of Gears. And board, uh, Borderlands, which is kind of funny now because it's owned by Gearbox, who makes Borderlands. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of weird how that turns out. Uh, but they went ahead and remade, uh, upresed it and everything at 60 frames per second. Uh, I watched some you know, some kind of like comparison shots from the version on 360 to Xbox One, and it definitely looks a lot nicer. I mean, it's not like this isn't gonna like uh, you know, blow you away from a graphics perspective. Like it wasn't a a graphics a juggernaut back in 2011 or anything, but uh, that's not not why you're gonna play this game. It's definitely more of a, a cartoony kind of style. Um, but kind of the core uh, core concept of this game is that, uh, like I said, it's first person Gears of War. Uh, but the main thing is you have a leash they can use, and you can like pull, you can like run out, you can like push it out, and you can pull enemies towards you. And then, like, it's, like, they'll have, like, a slow-mo thing when they'll come at you. And you can, like, kick them. Um, or you can actually, like, uh, you can just pull them towards you. And, like, you can fling them off edges. Or it's kind of all about skill shots and, like, doing, like, cool combinations right. with things. And, like, uh, so, like, you use it and you'll kick them into, like, so there's, like, giant uh, cactuses. And you can, like, pull them towards you in the combination and then kick them towards cactus and you'll get like uh, like you get 100 points and you earn these points to unlock uh, weapon uh, charges for your weapons do like special attacks for your weapons or uh, increase the amount of ammo you can hold on you can keep on your weapon um, and that's kind of like the core concept like it's every like port, it's all like set pieces like it doesn't make any real sense like the story is dumb uh, you can't really take it too seriously it's just the whole entire game is built on puns and dumb uh, kind of like poop poop joke kind of stuff like this definitely feels like uh a game made for like me from when i was a teenager a lot of dick jokes and poop jokes um <laughs> and, i mean there's definitely some funny like for the most part it's just like okay whatever but there's actually been a few spots where like i've actually audibly laughed um out loud playing this game uh like one part where this girl like says i'm gonna shoot your dick off and it just turns into like a whole conversation about how that works and like why would you do that? And it's, it's just kind of like that's basically the whole game is just like stupid. Like the dialogue is probably one of my favorite parts of the game. Um, 
for the most part, outside of the gameplay, the gameplay is, is pretty fun. And it's just like uh, every, like I said, every single thing is just like you go into a room and you're like, okay, well, there's, there's gonna be guys coming. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna kick them to that. I can fling them off the edge over here, and like it, it, you go into it and you play the game enough, you get a little bit. You start to see how the game works, and it's like it's never really too surprising. Like there's eventually you find like these giant like man-eating like uh, kind of like man-eating uh, plants, I guess, yeah. and um, you can like kick them into that. It's like you walk into you, you introduce to this. It's like okay, so I'm gonna kick these guys into that. And um, that's kind of like that's really like it. Like the the game, it's a it's a lot better game than I'm making it sound. Um, it's not like this isn't gonna be like some game of the year, uh, 2011, and it wasn't. Uh, but for a if you're looking for a nice budget title, I, I'm sure you could probably find it regularly under thirty bucks, probably probably twenty twenty five bucks. Um, and you like that kind of that kind of concept, uh, with some just over the top. Uh, characters, it's definitely a fun game to play. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed it a lot back in 2011, and I'm still enjoying it quite a bit right now. Uh, I mean, it's not like uh, I think I liked it more thinking about it, going into it, playing in a couple, like a few weeks ago. I think I was, uh, I liked it more before then, but I'm still having a lot of fun with it. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. Um, yeah, that's kind of really what I'm playing. I haven't really got stuck in anything big. Uh, like yeah, I picked up Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. I, I beat the first, I guess, world or whatever you want to call it, and uh, uh-huh. um, the original Crash Bandicoot. And that's kind of what I done with. It. I just picked it up today, played it for a little bit this afternoon. Uh, we hopped onto this. Um, playing on picking, playing that a lot more. Uh, big fan of Warped back in the day. It's kind of fun going back and playing. I never played the original Crash Bandicoot. I don't think. And I played a little bit of Return of Cortex, so I'm kind of interested to see those. And then. Obviously, jump into Warped and see how that uh, um, holds up because I really liked Warped back in the day. Um, right, it's just fun. You know, it's forty bucks. Um, kind of, you don't get a lot of like really good platformers these days anymore. Um, so, oh no, uh, yeah. not at all. <laughs> yeah. So I've been. That's probably going to be playing for the next week or so. Is um, fairly close to finishing Bulletstorm. Probably three quarters away done with that, and play more Crash Bandicoot. That's probably gonna be my week uh, for that. But uh, you been playing anything else? No, not really. Okay. Um, well, then we can go and jump into our news. Really, only one big thing uh, to talk about uh, at this point. Uh, Nintendo with the uh, not so um, big. It's it's like it's like the rabbits in Mario game. It's like the worst kept like secret in video games. Like this is the second worst kept secret in video games. Right. Uh, Nintendo announced the NES, uh, SNES Classic is coming out. Um, it's coming out September 29th. It's going to be $80. And it comes with 21 games. Uh, I'm going to read off the games really quick. I actually have them right here. Let me pull them up real quick. All right. So uh, Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Zelda Link to the Past, F-Zero, Super Metroid, uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Edition, Super Punch-Out, Castlevania 4, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X, Kirby Superstars, uh, it's got three games in one, I believe. Uh, Final Fantasy III, Kirby's Dream Course, which is the golfing Kirby game. Star Fox, Yoshi's Island, uh, Super Mario RPG, Contra 3, Secret of Mana, Earthbound, Super Ghouls and Goblins, and then last but certainly not least, or possibly least, no one's played it, Star Fox 2. Uh, so those are the 21 games coming to you. Uh, like I said, 80 bucks, September 29th. Uh, pre-orders are out pretty much everywhere but the United States. I guess there, there's a rumor that 
it might have be with uh, FCC hasn't, uh, uh, I guess, confirmed it or uh, approved it yet to be out for uh, sale. Um, but I imagine pre-orders are coming up soon. I am curious, like, how excited are you for this? Are you is this if you can get one? Are you gonna get one? Well, no doubt about it. I have to get one because there is one game on that list that I have been harped about for years, and that has been Star Fox 2. I have a little brother. He has autism. He keeps seeing footage of Star Fox 2 from ROMs and stuff from, like, that whole thing that surfaced around 2009, 2010, where somebody ripped a ROM of, like, Star Fox 2 uploaded onto the internet. Yeah. He watches YouTube routinely. He's been asking for Star Fox 2, this game that never came out any time at all in Nintendo's history. That was scrapped. 90% done. Actually, it was uh, confirmed this week it was 100% done. It was 100% done. Yeah. yeah. That game was actually done, and they never released the fucking game until, well, now it's going to be released to 2017, which that technically... Honestly, makes it an official release in 2017. So this could be your Earthbound <laughs> beginnings of 2017, which that would be fucking funny as hell if I could actually game. get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, having the course of like, say, having Star Fox Two, you know, to present to him after so many years of asking for that thing, yeah, that would actually be freaking funny. That would actually be pretty fun, you know, <laughs> you know, just yeah. to have that out of the way. But. Here is my reaction to that. When I was on my lunch break at work, during the time that I actually discovered on Twitter that Nintendo was going to release that, I was angry. I kid you not. I was legitimately starting to get angry. Why? Not because of the quality of games on it. Not because that is... The Super Nintendo is probably one of my favorite systems. But because of one lingering you know little tiny fact this is gonna be fucking sold at an inflated price online and i'm not gonna have a chance to buy the son of a bitch yeah it's gonna be super hard to find exactly yeah nintendo has went on record later on during last week where they have said that they are substantially going to increase the amount that they are going to be releasing only for this year now for that in mind, I mean, for that case in mind, I would say, how substantial is this going to be? Are they just going to have, like, maybe one other, like, uh, unit or some add-on to this? So instead of, like, putting maybe two units or something to a retailer, they'll probably have it three? Which, you know, which would count being substantially more, considering that they only released, like, what, 150000 in all the gross, the, the U.S.? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, other than that, though, the games, good quality games. I definitely like the idea that they have games like, say, the quintessential ones, like A Link to the Past, Super Mario RPG, Super Mario World, and most notably Final Fantasy III. I mean, for God's sakes, that's probably one of the best Super Nintendo games you could possibly put on there. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about before, um, the NES wasn't my thing. Uh, NES Classic, I mean, wasn't really like I'm like I'm happy that's a thing. It's it's bullshit to me that the way they ha- Nintendo handled it, they bungled that whole entire thing. Uh, what I mean, I think that's whether you agree with it or not, it's fact. It, it, they fucked that up. 
But first off, by not taking pre-orders and not realizing how big the thing this was was going to be, and they didn't know this was going to be a big deal, and they just they didn't make a, um, they didn't make as many as they should have, right. um, and they obviously gave up on it too soon. I, I think they could probably still win another year with this and try to sell it in 2017 for the rest of the year and still sold really really well, um, and maybe give us SNES Classic in 2018. But yeah, I mean. I hope it's better. I don't. It's probably not going to be. I don't think anybody has faith in Nintendo because that's Nintendo's mo with with things where it's like, you know, keeping things scarce, uh, making it, uh, you know, it looked at with Amiibo, um, the way the Wii was after a while. I, you can, I understand that with the first year of the Wii, uh, Nintendo didn't see that coming. Nobody saw that coming as big as yeah. phenomenon was going to be. But they kept that thing scarce for a, a, a while longer than they probably really had to. Um, and they've been doing a little bit with the Switch. I know the Switch are having issues keeping it in stock, but it just so happens that thing always has a bunch in stock right around and a new game comes out. Um, and maybe that's part of on the, on the companies that are selling it, Best Buy, Walmart, or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to be irritated with Nintendo for a third time this this calendar year, here comes the SNES Classic, I guess. We're trying to buy something you can't buy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a cool thing that's happening and I'm happy for the people that really want it, that get it. Um, I, I feel bad for the people that do really want it, that can't get it. And there's going to be those people out there that's going to scalp it. You already see it out there right now. People are putting on eBay and stuff for guaranteed pre-order. 300 bucks, 400 bucks, 500 bucks. Um, I actually got lucky. And I, um, so they, like I said, they, they did pre-orders um, for basically everywhere uh, except for the United States. And I got lucky and I pre-ordered one from Amazon UK. Um, so I, I got the Super Famicom coming. And I actually got it for a few dollars cheaper, like the, uh, tra- uh, the I think, what's their trans, not translation, what's the, anyways, the, basically the euro amount comes out to like $77 with shipping and everything. So, uh, I'll save a few bucks on that. Yeah, uh, there you go. I'll, yeah, so I'll, I, won't, I won't get it until like, um, like October 10th or something, I have to wait a while, which, whatever. Um, and if I see one, and I, I could pre-order one, I'll pre-order one for you, Gables. Oh, um, really? Yeah, if I see one, I'll, I'll yeah, I don't, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'd be more happy to do that for you, especially you know, trying to get it for your brother. Um, oh, I'll do my best. Do that, to, dude. I mean, no, it's I'm fine. Just... I'll, I'd be more than happy to, get, to help you guys get one. It, if if I can help, if someone that really really wants it, and I know you do, and someone like Justin really really wants it, if I could see it out there and I could pre order one and make sure you guys get it, I'd be more than happy to do it. So um, yeah, if I see one uh, on like Twitter, I, I follow a bunch of people on Twitter and stuff like that, like in stock, like get it now, like. Cheap ass gamer and a couple of Nintendo uh, yeah. things on Twitter. Like tell you when it's on stock. If I see one, um, I'll like uh, I'll try to do I'll do what I can. We'll do what I can to get you one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. I'm happy. I mean, the the list of games. Uh, personally, I feel like there's a couple missing off that list that sh- that should be there. Yes. Um, case in point, and there's a couple of these I understand, like NBA Jam and NHL '94 that I'd love to see there personally, but I understand maybe from a uh, Getting those is a lot, a little more, a little more to it because you're not talking, not just talking like this is just not just EA, but you're also talking about big organizations like NBA and NHL, or it's not just like these. These are a licensed product from another company, a third party company. So a lot more to it than uh, just getting like a Final Fantasy three or uh, Secret of Man or something like that. Um, but other games, I- I'd love to see on it uh, personally. Beavis and Butthead, I think it'd be awesome. I know it's not. <laughs> a, 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 I know it's probably not an SNES classic to most people, but I think I, I really enjoy that game. Um, and I think a big ones that are missing 
from Nintendo first party are Donkey Kong Country 2. Definitely the big one to me, and I've heard a lot of people mention, like, if you could put one on there, that's one of the key ones I'm hearing. Donkey Kong Country 3 probably should be on there. I never really played it, but I know it's probably a popular one. And then the Mortal Kombat games. Like, none of those are coming to this thing. Like, uh, I, th- um, I think that's just kind of weird. I, I, th- I think... Uh, I don't understand. I feel like the, the NES Classic had 30 games. I don't see why this one can't have 30 games on it. It's not like these games... Yeah, no doubt, they, right? They're literally just ROMs they're putting on a chip. Like, that's what they are. That's what the NES Classic was. It's just ROMs. They're like, just updated, like, like they, up-res ROMs and stuff they're putting on this device. Yeah, so it's not like we're putting like a super amount of work into this. I feel like they could cheaply, easily uh, put uh, four to nine more games in this thing and make it 25 games or 30 games. Uh, and I feel like there's there's definitely enough out there that you could probably do just even in-house first-party games that they can do, like I said, Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3. Um, is, there, is there anything on this list that you think um, that's not on there that should be on there? One of the personal games I would like to see would be like Chrono Trigger. Oh, yeah. Because that is probably one of the best games of the Super Nintendo, bar none, to like yeah. a bunch of the other great games that were on that system. Yeah. Because hey, you have Final Fantasy 3 on there, which that's considered one of the best games on that system as well, but yet not having Chrono Trigger at all? Is it because of Square Enix? Is it because of the other type of things? I mean, that's kind of a quintessential thing to have on your system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it can't really be Square Enix thing because they're putting Final Fantasy 3 on there, and I understand Final Fantasy is yes, more important in 2017 they, than Chrono Trigger is, but... I know, and Chrono Trigger's been out on the DS, and it's also been out, like, say, on the Wii's Virtual Console as well, oh, so... Yeah, so... Yeah, I wonder, wonder what the fuck is going on with that, you know? It's like... Yeah, that's... Yeah, I didn't know... Uh, yeah, that's weird to me. That, that's got... Uh, they have one Square Enix game on there, and that's Final Fantasy three. Yeah. But what they, what the hell did they do? They just, like, had, like, just that and stuff, and, like, they couldn't afford to get Chrono Trigger on there? I mean, come on. A substitute, like, substitute, like, a game or something that doesn't need to be on there, like, say, Kirby's Dream Course. Yeah. You know, that's just something that's... Oh, I yeah. I just don't understand it. I agree with that. I mean, I can see that. And I, I'm wondering, like, you look at, like, the list that, that they have there. It's just, like, all of the, like, Street Fighter, Mario, Kirby, uh, yeah. Final Fantasy. All those games are big n- names, are well-known names in gaming today. So I wonder if a lot of that would, has to do with the yeah. fact that it's, like, play the... You love these games now in 2017 or 16 or 15 or whatever. Play these games from the mid-90s. You'll love these, too. And I wonder if it's... I mean, that's obviously, I think, a selling point. And I wonder if that's the key factor as to why... Um, that those like Chrono Trigger isn't on there. Um, well, yeah, maybe some that may games that maybe didn't quite make the list. Well, yeah. I know that that may be the point too and stuff. It's like all those games that are on that system. Every single one of those games, maybe barring one or two of them, are like fantastic games. You know, yeah. I've personally played through at least all except for like maybe two or three of them. You know, and it's like. You're getting some quality games when you're going through there. If you're literally somebody that manages to get, like, an SNES Classic and you've never played those games before, it's like, that's like opening up, like, a holy grail that you've never actually had a chance to experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, especially, and it does it does a lot now where, like, yeah, I know you can get ROMs and all that. I mean, it's super easy to play these games now. Uh, most of them. Obviously, Star Fox 2, you're not going to get the, this is the only way you're going to play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think it does a lot for, like, if you are someone that likes to play these older games and you want to play, like, the original version of them, uh, or not maybe that so much, but you want to play these games the way they're meant to be, I think this is the closest you can get it without playing, without paying 
crazy eBay prices. You know what I mean? If you can yep. get one, you know, you're not playing you know, some of these games. I know I, I, I heard like Earthbound is like damn near a hundred dollars for a cartridge of that today. On oh eBay. yeah. So now you can get one for you can get that and twenty other games for eighty bucks if you can find the damn thing. That's a uh, fucking steal for eighty dollars. Yeah. So I mean. I think that's why I don't understand why Nintendo doesn't make more of these. Or like, I mean, I know they can. Like, maybe they can give you a million at launch, but they can keep pushing these things for a, a lot longer than just a few months. You know? Oh yeah. Like, and the major people reason... want to give you, yeah, like they want to give you money. Like yes. And like, there's people out there that want to give you money. Like, let us give you our money. You know what I mean? Like, well, let... Tyler... go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think this all stems to is because they delayed their online portion over their Switch until 2018, I feel that the reasoning that they've done the NES Classic and the, now the Super Nintendo Classic, the reason why they're probably going to have it for just this those calendar years and stuff is because they're probably shaping up their virtual console. And that's yeah. probably the only reason why they're doing this to yeah. like, for such a short amount of time. That's a good point. Yeah, I can see that, and that's why they may not, maybe didn't say anything at E3 about the virtual console. is like, it ain't coming this year, and then maybe they're like, yeah, they always have a big um, Nintendo Direct in January. Maybe in January they do, like, Virtual Console coming to Switch this March or whatever. It makes sense. Yeah, Star it Fox 2 is one of the big games. I could see Star Fox 2 being one of the big first marquee games going to Virtual Console. I really can't. Yep. I, I oh, feel what? like... It's like, I, oh, you didn't get it, like, on the freaking Super Nintendo, like, uh, classic stuff? Hey, here you go for the Nintendo Switch. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, I feel, I feel like at the very <laughs> least they should do that, like... You obviously have it done. It's out there now for people to play in, on the SCN Classic. Only yep. a, hand, you know, a few hundred thousand people that actually want to play it can play it. Like, put it on the Switch. You know what I mean? That's another selling oh point for God. that game. Could you just console. imagine just, like, playing, like, the <coughs> Super Nintendo games on the go like that? Yeah. Like, on a bigger screen, not having to be jarred by the fucking new 3DS shit? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, there's definitely. I mean, that's a big selling point. I think to even more now so than ever. Like, yep. Three DS Virtual Console is cool, but they never really went full bore with it. Um, and yeah. So definitely, if they can cease, I mean, I can. It's almost fifty fifty with Nintendo. It's like the obvious thing is just release Star Fox Two on the Virtual Console, yes. but it's almost too obvious where it's like Nintendo does probably not going to do that because that's the easy thing to do, and yep. Nintendo doesn't like to do the easy thing all the time. So. Oh no! Uh, of course not. Yeah, so that's why we hate slash love Nintendo. Uh, we praise them for the the smart, the smart making the smart move too often. I think um, it's like here's the obvious answer: two plus two. And sometimes it's like, well, well, we're gonna make it five. Well, no, it's four. No, we're gonna do five. No, don't don't do that. And then every now and again, yeah, it's four. You're the best, Nintendo. You're the fucking best. Good for you. You guys are amazing. Uh, sorry, I, I, I went on a rant there about Nintendo, uh, but that's why I hate slash love them. Um, but anyways, you know what? Like I said, that's really the one big news thing they had this week. So we've, we've had this week, the last couple weeks, really. Um, so I think that might wrap up the show for the week. Um, yep. Good to be back, as always. Um, but if, in case you guys forgotten and you haven't joined us in these places yet, there's always more places to talk to us at uh, on Facebook. Uh, junk dash nerds so like and join us on there who it's been too long um on twitter we are at drunk nerds pod so follow us on there on youtube drunk drunk nerds podcast subscribe to us on there podcast goes up on there too so you can always 
like uh, those videos as well. It'd be great. More people can see it. Uh, and also on iTunes, uh, we're on there. So uh, give us a five-star review. Uh, write a nice little review, too, if you can. Uh, the more more five-star reviews or written reviews we get, the more people that uh, can see us on there as well. So that always gives yep. us a nice little boost. And then uh, also on Twitch, uh, Drunkner's Podcast, uh, we're on there. We did some streaming a few weeks ago, playing Overwatch. Uh, do some more streaming down the line here, too. So uh, once again, uh, or you can uh, follow us on there. Uh, so once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Good to be back. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next week, everyone, play hard, work even harder, and you know what? Have yourself a fantastic week. Yeah. Happy Fourth of July to you Americans, and happy yeah, Canadian happy Day to you fucking Canadians out there. <laughs> Goddamn Tim Hortons and Poutine. Lucky bastards. Ah, <laughs> uh, toodle-bye, everyone. Yeah, toodle-bye. Yeah, we got fucking Chinese fireworks and they get fucking poutine. <laughs> bullshit's that. Time for some Roman candles. Yeah. Goddamn bullshit. Fucking America. Okay, now we're up. Bye, guys. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number